Hello, funny people. Welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast. My name is Will Amato, and I was in Japan during the largest earthquake in the history of the world. Hey, I'm TJ, and I love my squatty potty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dewey, and I was captain of the Green Monkeys on season three of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Ooh. I'm George, and my old boss once gossiped about me with Diana Ross. <laughs> my name is Lily, and I've never been under general anesthesia. <laughs> Have you had surgery before? Uh, I had my wisdom teeth out, but I uh, just had the local anesthesia, so I was awake. But For some reason, when you said you've never been under general anesthesia, I was like thinking of like a military general. <laughs> <laughs> I went there, I was like, you haven't, everybody else has. <laughs> we are coming to you live. We're not live. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm here in the studio with an incredibly talented group of Atlanta's most available sketch comedians. <laughs> we are recording this show at the Georgia Radio Reading Service in Atlanta, Georgia. It is summertime. It is hot outside. We're so happy to be here. Atlanta is a beautiful city. It's the home of Coca-Cola, Chick-fil-A, and the Home Depot. So I want to start off this episode by thanking all of our listeners. The outpouring of love and support is truly humbling. This is our third episode of The Funniest People I Know, and before we get started, I just want to bring up an idea to the panel. Inevitably, we're going to have to go on tour. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> is there anywhere that you definitely want to take the live Funniest People I Know, or consequently, is there anywhere you definitely want to avoid in the U.S.? Yeah, I can jump right in on that, because I've already been able to find my least favorite city in the United States, and that is Elko, Nevada. There go all our Elko, Nevada fans. I know. I'm Why so is that sorry. your least favorite place? I got a speeding ticket there once, and I thought it was very unfair, so uh, I've never wanted to go back. How dare they have speed limits? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, township of Elko, <laughs> Nevada, but you will not be getting the funniest people I know. Everyone gets a veto of at least one city. Anybody mm. else? Go ahead, TJ. Yeah, well, I got a speeding ticket as well <laughs> uh, for twelve hundred dollars. So How fast uh, yeah. were you going over the limit? I was going ninety <gasps> in a seventy. That okay. is so... not the people in Nevada's fault. <laughs> I was, was going sixty-four yeah. in a sixty. So, uh, so what saying. we've learned is you two don't get to drive the tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, yeah, we won't be able to afford. I it. took yeah. a defensive driving course, not because of that speeding ticket, but I feel like I could be a very, very reasonable bus driver if necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just not with kids in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we also have to figure out, I assume eventually we'll get a boat. Yeah. To, a tour boat? To, to tour the islands? Right. Well, there's going to be the nautical tour of the funniest people I know. Mm. So what, what, are your, what are your musts that we've got to include? It in must them? not be a duck boat. Gosh. Right. Yeah. I, I, I worry TJ gets seasick, so that's yeah, my first it, question. It can't be a shrimp boat. That goes like back and forth. No, I don't, I'm allergic to shrimp. It can't yeah, be a shrimp boat. Exactly. All right, and are there mm. any features on the yacht that you want to say, yeah, we definitely need this? Life preservers. We must have life preservers. Safety so when the show a bartender. sinks, a bartender. You know, I did work at a Titanic museum in Orlando for a little while. <laughs> yes. So I'm totally with you on life preservers. Yeah. No icebergs. And we're going to stay in warmer climates. Well, great. So believe it or not, after 
let's see. This is our third episode. After two episodes, we already have a sponsor. What? Yes. Yeah, people have been calling in, and, you know, the bid uh, was this. So this show has been brought to you by Whip Recruiter. Whip Recruiter is a one-stop employment website for submissive employees in search of a dictatorial Ooh. boss. Whip Recruiter connects job seekers to overbearing business owners who teach their workers a lesson with a good, swift kick in the butt every morning. No lunch break and consistent verbal abuse that will gradually eat away the waning supply of self-esteem you have left. A few companies currently hiring on Whip Recruiter, Cracker Barrel's Old Country Store, <laughs> The White House, Econo Lodge Hotels, Tyler Perry Studios, and Dr. Phil. <laughs> Whip Recruiter, a job site for those without any hope left. Maybe I like it this way. <laughs> Whip Recruiter. That's really wow. exciting to have a sponsor. I'm sad about that list of people we will not be having as sponsored, but that's, that's awesome. That's true. Dr. Phil's company was yeah. in touch, and but I, I had to turn him down. Yeah. It's like, sorry, Tyler Perry. We got Whip Recruiter. <laughs> Very big. Tyler Perry Studios is also in Atlanta. That's a that's a thing that we can we have claim to fame. Is it true that his studios are on that, that aren't? It's like a military base of some sort. I was past Fort green or something y'all live in atlanta forever yeah isn't it don't you know everybody's looking and you're at starting like to blank. sound like you live in atlanta for mm -hmm. did you just say y'all y'all well, i grew up in florida <laughs> y'all but is isn't fort green like his studio didn't he buy it i that, believe that's a true statement yeah okay that sounds right i've not uh wow. been there but i haven't had the opportunity but uh oh, okay. he's around so all right now i want to jump right into tj tj you've got a list for us once again yes we all like salt, but not in large <laughs> quantities. So I made a list of all the things that have too much salt. <laughs> um, I'm going to run through them real quick. Hold great, your questions great. for later. Uh, potato chips, especially salt and vinegar. The Dead mm -hmm. Sea. Margaritas. My PE teacher in elementary school. Coach salt. Very salty. The jumbo pretzels. You just get sports games. They just like drizzle them in salt. I agree with that. I'm with yep. you. Freezer meals from the grocery store, salt and caramel ice cream. Why is there salt in there? Um, the one lady at my apartment front desk, so rude and salty. Sal salted peanuts, why? Uh, pretzel rods smothered in salt. The scrambled eggs I made this morning, uh, it just like it got out of control. Oh, I put salt in there. Uh, salt and Peppa, the hip hop duo. Too much Shell James, not enough Sandra Ditton. Uh, body sweat, uh, God's Old Testament wrath, the beach. My desk drawer at work. I don't know how all the salt packets end up in there. It's just, like, too many. Uh, the President, Salt Lake City, social media, <laughs> the movie, salt. Angelina Jolie just had way too much screen time. There was not enough. Chiwetel at Geo 4. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I wanted to enjoy that list more. It went by so fast. Yes. Those were, there were so many good ones in there. Well, you know. Well, well you said, why is there salt and salt and caramel ice cream? Because that's delicious. You don't like it? No, there's no need for salt to be in there at all. You can't no. have caramel without salt. I no. think caramel has salt, mm -mm. right? Caramel has salt. I mean, yeah, so why put more in there? You know? <laughs> okay. Just why not call it caramel know. ice cream? Just call it caramel. Yeah. yeah. I want to know about the door person in your apartment complex. Yeah, what was so that? when I first moved in and couldn't, you know, operate the elevators, <laughs> it was an issue with her you know, more than it was me. So I was. She like was like, it's a button push. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> she was like, you got to hold elevator D. You know, if you don't hold on to it, someone's gonna get it. So it's your fault for losing it. I mean, I kind of can't blame like, her. It's yeah. like I can't believe I have to tell this idiot how to use an elevator. Exactly. I was like, it's my first day. I'm sorry. Like you know, I was <laughs> on, just like on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
just like in an apartment building with an elevator. I don't know. I also, the beach stands yeah. out. Not a fan of to, salt at the beach. When y'all go into the ocean, like the water, don't, it just like it's salt in your eyes. And it's just like too much salt, man. Yeah. I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> or when you just have like an open cut, you know, like what, what hurts it? And sharks salt. can smell that yeah, for yeah, miles away. That's exactly. True. Are you famously trying dangerous. to watch your sodium levels for some Like what brought out this yeah. particular list? Um, gosh, you know, I just know seeing there's a lot of like salt and just everything and I, I don't like it it's just do you, yeah do you guys look at like that you were talking about frozen foods that is so true mm-hmm. i don't eat processed foods because when you look on the back that salt content is rid- like a whole beach worth yeah. of salt is in one thing do you guys eat you don't eat processed food lily and will that you guys you, you're vegan uh, you, you, uh, we're good people so <laughs> you're good people george is well you're you're an opportunistic vegan I'm vegan-ish. Vegan-ish. Yeah. Lily's vegetarian. I'm vegetarian. Will is uh, vegetarian by association occasionally. I just live with two progressives. <laughs> yeah. Will eats what's on the table. That's that's true. Yeah. Could we? we yeah. Lily and I have a roommate who's a who's a vegan. So I think it's in general a good idea. But no, you're right. You look in those frozen foods. It's ridiculous the amount in yeah. a lean cuisine, for yeah. example. That's ridiculous. Well, I think that's good. So this is a, a commentary and advice yeah. for the world, TJ. Yeah, exactly. Get the salt out of the ocean. That's yeah. what TJ said. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you. TJ, it says here, and maybe I missed this on your list, mm. uh, on our, our episode rundown, to stop me at, and there's a strange name. <laughs> oh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Okay. Yeah. Who is that? Uh, he was in Salt with Angelina Jolie. I think he was in 12 Years a Slave as well. I see. I remember. Yeah. Well, stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So, uh, well, thank you, TJ, for that uh, startling list. That was really exciting. I want to move on now. We've got, believe it or not, the uptight Manhattanite, Mm. who's a recent uh, transplant to the great city of Atlanta, has come back by the studio. This guy had such a good time last time. So I wouldn't say good time. Uh, well, apologies. I mean, you just had nothing else going on on, That's a, on right, a Sunday. That's right, but thank you. You're my only invitation for the day, but thank you very much. Well, he's available. Yes, and I'm still uptight. I've been here six months now, and I've been trapped in this humid little bug trap of a town, and I've yet to experience anything even remotely close to what this transplanted New Yorker would define as high culture. In Manhattan, we proudly boast the Museum of Modern Art, the Museum of Natural History, the Guggenheim Museum, among many others. And what, prey do you desperately unambitious Atlantans possess in the manner of an historic institution? (laughs) Why, an entire facility dedicated to a caffeine-laden carbonated sugar drink. (laughs) Quite overzealously, you've named your fine institution the Coke Museum, but I would hesitate to go that far. A museum indeed. This place is nothing more than a tacky indoor soda pop theme park. (laughs) Well, I've got to hand it to you, though, you clever confederates. You're devious. You've mastered a plan to part an influx of sweaty, diabetes-bound tourists from $18 of their hard-earned Walmart money to participate in what is intrinsically a commercial for the Coca-Cola bottling company. There's so much more I could say, but I'll keep it short and say I still despise your little town. But if there's one thing this New Yorker can get fully behind, it's unapologetically disgusting capitalism. (laughs) Bravo. So, uh, Manhattanite, have you yes. have you been to the Coke Museum? I have been to the Coke Museum. 
three times. Three oh, times? Wow. I've been three times. It I was hate that it that good. Much. I hate it. All right, I'll come clean. <laughs> I went back for the bear. Oh, the there, hugs, right? Yes, there's a polar bear. Now, this is beneath me, but who doesn't like hugs from a 12-foot-tall, <laughs> blinking, semi-animated polar bear? I can name yes. a few. I can name a few. <laughs> yes, yeah. you've been. You've been, TJ. Yes. Of course you have. Mm-hmm. Of course you have. So, yes, I've, I enjoyed it. There's a gift shop. There's art, again, air quotes. Um, but it was either that or the Civil Rights Museum. Which is which is actually right across it's the street. It's right next door. And, you know, I could have just walked in there because there was no line. Uh, God bless America. To the left was the Civil Rights Museum. You could just walk right in. To the right, three-hour line to get into the Coke commercial. So I would like to suggest that this is an issue uh, with marketing, with the Civil Rights Museum. You should partner with the Coke Museum and maybe have a new slogan that is, uh, have a Coke and some rights. <laughs> That sounds like a good That's point. actually a really great idea. Yes, thank they you. They should cross-promote they the should civil cross rights. Promote. It really could be one museum. Yes. <laughs> no, it def- definitely should be definitely. not be one. No disrespect <laughs> to the Civil Rights Museum. But well, that's it. Leave me alone. I hate your town. <laughs> I'm well, just, in defense of the Coke Museum, it is far more delicious at the Coke Museum than at the Guggenheim. Uh, in general? In general. Have you ever licked the walls at the Guggenheim? I have, and I'm going to say I prefer to drink the free beverages at the end of the tour at the Coke Museum. Oh, you plebeian. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. We hope you'll come back. Oh, I'll, if I still Do live we? here next time, I'll, I'll come back. I caught that, George. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, we're going to now go on to a very popular segment on the show. Thank you again for all your outpouring of emails. This was one of our uh, fan favorites. We're going to do a segment called Defend Your Likes. Now, TJ, this yes. time, mm-hmm. has selected three random posts or likes or comments from our social media pages. We don't know what he's going to do, and we have to kind of, I guess, defend ourselves mm-hmm. is the idea. So what you got, TJ? All right, so the first Defend Your Like post I have is from George. Um, Yeah. In May of 2016, you posted on Facebook, come to find out drinking three bottles of champagne and then riding on an old fishing boat is not the best of ideas. No, no, I I defend that. That was a (laughs) terrible idea. Don't do that. Wait, how, why did you have champagne before going on a boat? I was in Hong Kong, and I found about a happy hour brunch at the Armani store where you could sit at the rooftop of the Armani store and have all-you-can-drink champagne for hours. And then we decided to ride on a sunset junk boat ride, and, oh. and it, which sounds lovely, mm-hmm. but that's an old fishing boat. Yeah. And I had just been drinking champagne for five hours. <laughs> and everything you can imagine happened. happened. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, at the end of the night, I just laid on the floor of my hotel room oh, gosh. for hours. Yeah, so champagne and boats don't mix. Famously not. No, okay. Not three bottles yeah. worth of champagne. <laughs> it's not the right kind of bubbles coming up. No, no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Bad, bad Just decision. Okay. So let's go on to the second one. Uh, so this one is for Will. So on Facebook, I discovered a great group called Amato's Antics. <laughs> If, and right now I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> and so this one is all the way back from 2011 in March, if you can remember. Okay, so it did uh, wonders for me. This is a good one. Uh, today, a three-year-old named 
Aldrich came on stage during Slime Time Live, and we had the following conversation. Me, Aldrich, having a good cruise? Aldrich, yes. And then you said, what have you done so far? And then Aldrich said, I just came from church. We, and you said, we don't have one on the cruise. Uh, <laughs> then you're like, so what'd you do there? Uh, and Aldrich says, I go pee pee in the toilet. And then you go, thanks, Aldrich. <laughs> <laughs> So you're uh, on a cruise, you work for a cruise line, and you're doing this, is this like a Nickelodeon cruise line? Yeah, okay. so I have one of my many jobs on, as George affectionately told me, is the bingo card of survival jobs that I've played as an actor and a yeah. comedian my whole life, was working on a cruise ship for Norwegian Cruise Lines, hosting mm -hmm. for Nickelodeon. Nice. So I hosted a game show called Slime Time Live. Oh, dream job. And when I was 11. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was pretty cool. We, yeah. we had slime and pie and the whole shebang. And nice. this kid, I would bring kids up on stage and interview them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this must have been one of my favorite interviews. I'm sure the audience went crazy and I felt the need to share. Now, Amato's Antics yeah. is a blog that I started keeping in Japan when I was in this earthquake. Oh, that was yeah. the Fukushima thing. Oh, yeah, the earthquake. Yeah, almost and forgot. I don't. I haven't uh, updated it as probably readily as I should, but that's oh, yeah. that's where that story came from. Wait, so. I'm confused. The kid went to church and like, or is the bathroom church? And he peed in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, do you remember what that was? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe his parents. I could imagine, you know, would say, "All right, Aldrich, time to go to church." And for him, that was to go to the bathroom. That is so weird. I hope uh, that's not the real story. Yeah. It's so weird. If if they're listening, that was a weird way to raise your child. Talk about making an offering at church. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. We need to just, like reenact these moments too. Yeah. Well, toy when you have to go yes. and it can feel like a religious experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you were just like writing script, like sketches back then, like writing scripts and dialogue. Well, it's funny because yeah. I didn't start writing comedy till two or three years ago. Yeah. But I think when I look back on my history with the writer's graveyard that we do and all the, you know, looking through our histories, it was always kind of there, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of comedians find that way. They go, oh, I was funny when I was that age. I just didn't know it yet. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so funny. So the third and last one I have is for our dear Lillian. And oh, I, goodness. Yes, I know. Uh, I went way, way back. You uh, have to, uh -huh. yeah. So this was uh, almost impossible <laughs> until I came upon a Facebook page called Ongoing the Project. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this was, I think you did something with your friends back then, like traveling the U.S., which we should all do at some point. Um, but this one post in particular stood out because it was a picture of you and all your friends smiling and taking a selfie. And But the caption says, meet Gail. We took her from Tucson, Arizona to Grimes, Iowa to visit her family <laughs> and start a new chapter in her life. Her experience as a truck driver helped her weather all night drive with us. Uh, we loved hearing uh, your stories and sharing Blue Agave full throttle. Uh, now <laughs> off to Chicago. Um, if anybody else like wants to see Gail, this is Gail. Uh, yes, I love Gail. Yep. She's and, on the right there. Right, I think I saw her. We'll and, post the photo on our social uh, yeah, media page. I think I saw her on um, Netflix, Orange is the New Black. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, yes. I remember Gail so, specifically, actually. So if she's a truck driver, why are you picking her up? <laughs> That's such a good question. Yeah, That's a great so question. Wait, well, for ongoing, what we were doing is it was a 
kind of two-week road trip that we took across the U.S. picking up hitchhikers in exchange for hearing their stories. And Mm -hmm. what we ended up doing was making this show out of the stories that we heard. So we ended up posting on Reddit and all sorts of online places to find these people. Nice. And Gail was one of the people that responded. And she was just at, like, a point in her life. She wasn't truck driving right then. That was her job. And she had tons of crazy stories of all sorts of things. You could imagine a truck driver seeing life as it is at truck stops Mm. uh but anyway she was she was moving i think she was moving to family that was in iowa Mm -hmm. um and just like going through this transition in her life where she was starting over like she had just ended a bad relationship Mm -hmm. and was like starting anew so we ended up driving her there because she didn't have a car needed a way to get there uh was moving to a mobile home park and so we were able to take her but yeah, she was used to the long night drive, so she was like awake. She was like knew the best truck stops. It was kind of great actually to have oh. her on board. So Gail responded on like Reddit to come pick her up. I think so. Okay. My friend Ian was doing a lot of the communication of like who we were responding to that sort of thing. But it um. must have been Reddit or something like that. We also posted on Craigslist. All those places that mm-hmm. you know people normally warn you about, like don't post things. You might get crazy people. We were looking kind of more specifically <laughs> Gail for look those crazy people. at all. So no, you're she's good. <laughs> <laughs> she was really great. I'm, I'm you you went on Craigslist trying to find hitchhikers and you're alive. Yes. That's the success story. <laughs> yes. That's most people's reaction of like, okay, aren't you afraid? Or when we were telling people we were going to do this, aren't you afraid you're yeah. going to get axe murdered? For some reason, that was yeah. always the way they imagined the murder. It was axe murdering. Mm-hmm. Axes uh, are so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We, but I don't know. <laughs> hard to conceal. Yeah, it'd be wow. really convenient. We had we had numbers on our side though, because there were there were four of us. Yeah. Um, Which is four more axes than they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are and, you still in touch with Gail? No, not still in touch with her. Oh. There was, oh, I'm forgetting his name now, but there was a hitchhiker that we picked up that uh, I'm friends with on Facebook and some of his friends that we met as well that we took from somewhere in Colorado to Oregon. Uh, So it's funny to still see what him and his dog are up to. Well, Gail, if you're listening, please write in to the show. (laughs) Yes. We want to know how it's going. What's our Gmail, George? Funniest people I know at gmail.com. Yeah, right into funniest people I know at gmail.com. Thank you, TJ. That was great. We're yes. going to move on to the writer's graveyard. Lily's in the hot seat this week. Oh. George, can you introduce writer's graveyard? Writer's graveyard, this is where you go back and find an old piece that you had worked on in the past and put away or haven't thought of in a while, and we're bringing them back out and revisiting them. And so I think you have something from some student work. Yeah, it's a a piece from college. I don't think I'll introduce it much more than that, other than it was done in 2010. And Will, I'm going to have you read it. Remember, it's a poem, so savor the language. Uh, Uh, Really, really Is it in pentameter? No, not not that talented a poem. (laughs) Lily Blackburn, 28 January 2010. Behold, it begins in the eye. Just one teal flames, a marble elephant, (laughs) red dirt. With only one eye, there is no perception of depth. Slowly, it trickles sideways, grains tumbling and fills the other eye. Twin pillars of light, a decrepit city, green leaves on the golden rain. From the eyes, it spills through the veins, coursing just below the skin, always deeper than the skin. Unknown hands hoisting bags, the lumpy towel elephant, the lovingly tucked bed. Rough grains pulse through the center and sinister side, forcing the door to the heart ajar. Edges wear away until all that is left is utterly internal 
and eternal. You are the meaning of life. <laughs> a destiny, a responsibility, a reckoning. <laughs> so the eyes turn outward, open, and then open again. Oh, thank you, Will. Thank that you. That is so deep. That was a good dramatic reading. I'm glad you imparted the seriousness mm-hmm. uh, in which it was written. Yeah. So when was this written? <laughs> this was back in college. Okay. Uh, it was a theater degree. Mm-hmm. So one of the classes that we took was called Impulse Breath. It was a Impulse voice breath. and breath class. Yeah. Uh, and I do remember this assignment. We were each given a, like a word. We wrote a poem based on that word and then had to deliver it using these breath techniques and attaching emotion and, and all those sort of things. So the name of the poem, Behold, I believe, was the word I was given on which to write this uh, very, very serious poem that's quite embarrassing to get read uh, with your name attached to it many, many years later. <laughs> well, it was so meaningless and yet so beautiful. That's the thing is, I mean, I remember when writing it, like all these kind of uh, visual uh, metaphors and, and phrases that you use have like a lot of things attached to it. And then reading it eight years later, I'm like, what the, what was I writing about? I don't remember. So Someone that's... was like laying at the beach and got sand in their eye. That's kind of what <laughs> I got. Salt is the word. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, in beaches. Yeah. In defense of 2010, Lily, with only one eye, there's no perception of death line is not the worst thing I've ever read in bad college poetry. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. That's a low bar. That's a good line. Next up, we have our very own sportscasters bringing you live action coverage from this weekend's highly anticipated Atlanta United game. We're going to you, Stephen Mia. Thank you, Will. Slight change of plans for coverage tonight as we're still stuck in unanticipated traffic on the connector and have missed the opening kickoff. And by unanticipated, Steve, are you referring to earlier this afternoon when we looked up the route and it estimated 55 minutes with heavy traffic, but you said it wouldn't take nearly that long because all we had to do was outsmart Google Maps? We all know you can't trust the back roads, Mia. Say goodbye to time saved when you factor in minutes spent at stoplights and stop signs, especially when dealing with a more cautious driver who waves three cars through a four-way stop that were clearly there after she pulled up. Uh, Fortune may favor the brave, Steve, but Atlanta traffic favors the prudent. Let's turn now to the right-hand window where we see a merging lane of traffic. There's a silver Acura with its blinker on, but no sign of movement into that open gap. Is this a fake-out play we're seeing? It's known as the eventual left, or the oops, not a left, which is not to be confused with other common plays. The oops, it is a left, or the oops, I've forgotten how to drive and this weasel in the car isn't helping, both of which can lead to the erratic weaving we're seeing demonstrated by that tundra at the exit ramp. We're turning now onto North Avenue. It's a rookie mistake to think that since we're off the highways, we are in the clear. These city miles can be the hardest field to play. All I can say is I'm glad we're not in manual, with pedestrian and bicycle traffic, not to mention the stop-and-go tendency of a more tentative driver. We're in for high seas level nausea. Nothing a little antacid can't fix, right, Steve? Can't say the same for that foot-long gash in your right front bumper from when that concrete trash can just came out of nowhere. Let's just focus <laughs> on the road ahead. Wow, we're a quarter of a mile from the stadium and still an estimated 15 minutes from our destination with standstill traffic. At this point, it doesn't make much sense to get out and just walk. It looks like that's exactly what happened because we're seeing in front of us a zombie apocalypse-style barricade of abandoned cars. Seems some unopportunistic fans have started up the barbecues and pulled out their ice chests. We may be in for a tailgate party. I don't know about you, Steve, but I could certainly go for a burger. Hmm. 
can't beat them, join them. Just pull over here and throw on the hazards. And that concludes our coverage for today. Back to you, Will. Thank you, Mia. That was riveting. We didn't hear about Atlanta United, but uh, it seems like traffic's terrible in this city. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. That's been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. We're coming to you live. We're not live. <sighs> I gotta remember. Once again, I'm Will Amato. I'm TJ. I'm Dewey. I'm George. And I'm Lily. And be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Funniest People I Know on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Create yourself a hilarious week. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>